Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Time to look ahead to Saturday's meeting at Mooney Valley, which is quite a nice meeting for this time of year. And there's a few well-supported runners already. And Trav Noonan is our David Gately this week. I hope he's got the shorts on, the thongs on, and the singlet as well for his game plan on Saturday. How are you, Trav? Very well, thanks, Michael. But no, no singlets around here. I'll leave that to Gator. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the meeting overall at the Valley on Saturday? It's quite a competitive meeting for this time of year. There's a, a few horses um, that you could see progressing into the early part of the, the summer um, sort of feature races here in Victoria. And yeah, it's still sort of off season racing, but a good competitive card and the rail's in the true position. So hopefully we get a, a good racing track as well, fair track. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, who is your key runner of the day on Saturday? Key runner for me on Saturday is in race six, Ice Picnic. Uh, this horse from the Ma Eustace Stable. He's only lightly raced. He's had the six starts in his career, a son of Frosted. He's had the two runs back from a spell. He uh, went first up at Ballarat on that uh, sort of crazy weather day on Ballarat Cup Day where the rain came extremely heavily, and I don't think that really suited him. He's only beaten two lengths, but he's, he's a horse much better on top of the ground. And then... He went to the Valley on the 31st of December on New Year's Eve behind River Noir and Kalashani Lad, and he ran a really good race there with the 62 kilos, but he sort of got held up coming around the turn. A few things went against him when Kalashani Lad sort of put him in a pocket coming around the bend, and he just got held up uh, momentarily, and I thought his effort to finish third was really good. He drops back to a benchmark uh, six to, well, he stays at a benchmark 64, but I think last start it was a 64 sort of in name only, much stronger race than that. And I think he's down in grade here despite staying in the same grade. I think this is a very, very suitable race for him with Jamie Carr in the saddle. So he's our key to the weekend ice picnic. Yeah, he's $3.70 now, which is a nice price. But just take note, Ben Hayes told us before that Anila's going to run on Friday uh, at Flemington, the Rapid Racing. And it's currently the 5.52nd favourite. So there will be um, some deductions in that race. Where Where does he get in the run from that gate, do you think, on Saturday? I'm hoping Jamie can get him in the first four, Michael, because I, I think the, the last two starts he's sort of been dictated to, and I just love him to be sort of nearly in control of a race in that first four position. He, I think his best ever sort of uh, run was when he led one day at Mooney Valley. I think it was on William Reed Stakes night. Linda Meach took him straight to the front and he bolted in. So he's got tactical versatility, and from Barrier 7 with Jamie Carr, she's so good at getting horses out of the barriers. Hopefully he can land in the first four. That would be absolutely ideal. Don't forget, too, uh, as we do each and every day, we've got a round for two at the Devil Bend Golf Club for the best text of the morning. So if you want to ask Trav any questions, uh, feel free, uh, feel free uh, to text us on uh, 0416-9052. Uh, the two-year-old races this time of year, Trav, are always intriguing because uh, the better two-year-olds are starting to, to be revealed. Um, is this your long division race on Saturday? It is. Uh, long division definitely wasn't my forte in high school and uh, I haven't got around to, to doing much of it since then. Now, I think Gator's bang on the money when he says it's uh, hard work and this uh, race number one is hard to work out at the Valley on Saturday. You've got Horse in a Mur, who was pretty good winning on debut, took an attorney to wind up but got over the top of uh, Childer Krug and Cantalaga. I'm not sure about the strength of that form though. A um, few horses in the race that were well spruiked didn't sort of live up to expectations. So just sort of reserved on how good he is. The times weren't that flash. Picky, the second horse, comes out of uh, a race on New Year's Day behind 
exploring. Uh, that race, again, didn't rate that well for the two-year-olds. They sort of came home slowly the last 600. And then you throw in uh, five debutantes in the field of seven, and all of them have jumped out well. It's just uh, incredibly hard to work out. You, could, you make really strong cases for La Zebra, who's jumped out well for David uh, and Emily Brown at Cranbourne has Blake Shin in the saddle. You know, that's a massive positive for a horse on debut. I heard Glen Ingram this morning on trial files tipping up some people call me. Uh, this horse has trialled really nicely. Son of Maurice from the Ma Eustace stable. Probably a horse is going to get uh, further out in distance, but he looks pretty sharp. And the uh, race favourite international from the Godolphin stable with Jamie Carr, daughter of Piero. Uh, won her heat really nicely at Flemington recently with Damien Oliver in the saddle and looks a real zippy type. So it's easily the hardest race of the day, I think, race number one at the Valley. Um, an interesting, though, race to sort of assess going forward to see how some of those two-year-olds perhaps fit in the Blue Diamond picture. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, the Zebra, who you mentioned there, it's the outsider at $26. Yeah, I wouldn't have him $26 off uh, his jump outs. I thought he's, he's worked pretty well. And yeah, as I said, it gets Blake Shin on debut. So it's a very competitive race, that first race, Michael. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some market moves on the day. I don't think the early markets are uh, probably where it should be at the moment. Some really competitive races, as you've mentioned, on Saturday at the Valley. But uh, which is the highlight race in your mind? I think the highlight race is race number eight. Uh, this is a very strong benchmark 100. Could pass as a listed group three race any day of the week. You've got um, the flying Savannah Cloud, who just keeps winning um, remarkably. He's won his last four. He comes back to the Valley, where he's got a really good record. He's had five starts at the Valley for two wins and three seconds. Uh, he's got a, a great association with Matty Lloyd, who's ridden him to his past three wins. And I couldn't even find a spot for him in the top four. Uh, I thought it's, it's that hard a race. You've got Corner Pocket coming out off the Chester Manifold win, who was just terrific, um, really finding some good form now under Lindy Smith. I think Barrier won 1,600 metres on a, a day we're not expecting you know, sort of any rain. Um, possibly, you know, it's a good four track, I'd, I'd imagine, there on Saturday. He'd take a, a lot of running down from the front. Uh, Pounding's in really good form, coming off that win last time at Flemington, start prior chase, detonator Jack, gets down to 53 kilos with Jamie Carr. And then you've got Muhammad, who's another one who's been racing really well, but drops significantly in the weight, which is the key for him getting down to 53 kilos. So uh, it's, a, it's a really good race, the uh, race eight, the Mux Creek Farm benchmark 100. And yeah, as I said, probably could pass as a group or listed race. And that's without even mentioning the return of Explosive Jack, of course, the Australian and South Australian derby winner. I wouldn't be expecting him to do too much off what his uh, jump outs have shown leading in. He'll probably need the run, but good to see him back at the races, of course, the dual group one winner. Um, if you haven't got a spot in your top four for the favourite at the moment, um, what are your top four? Who have you got on top? Yeah, well, it's a tricky race to work out, but I had uh, pounding on top from Muhammad. I just love these sort of in-form horses that drop significantly in the weights off their last sort of start, and pounding drops down to 53 kilos, and Muhammad drops 6 kilos from last start. So I've got them as 1, 2, a horse is 11 and 12, and he's a bit of a tease, but gee, I think biometrics going incredibly well this preparation, and he ran a huge race uh, at the Valley last prep behind Lakeen when he got a long way back. 
thinking with plenty of speed in the race, he's one horse who will run well. I had him in for third and corner pocket fourth, and then Savannah Clout. As uh, mm. I'm pretty happy to say this, I've been waiting a long time to say fifth top rated runner. So. <laughs> uh, I want to know who your twelfth top rated runner is in in one of these races. Uh, who's the D Day horse in your opinion? D-Day horse for me on Saturday has to be Ain't No Deal Done. This is a horse who's had plenty of um, sort of talent throughout his career, but it's been a long time since he's been in the winner's circle. Albeit, it's not all his fault. He's had a long, he had a long time off the scene after winning um, a big race during the Flemington Carnival as a three-year-old. I think he, he won the Batman Stakes or 1800-meter listed race and then um, was sort of high up in the markets as sort of a autumn three-year-old for races like the Australian Derby and went amiss and has sort of come back um, on a couple of occasions and sort of teased. He ran second to Grand Slam in a Vobus Gold Heath one day. And then this preparation, I, I think all of his runs have had a lot of substance. Now he's fifth up. He finds Mooney Valley 2,040 metres, which I think he's, will really suit him. He gets Mark Zara on board, and his last two runs have been terrific. He's second behind Right You Are at Sound down on the hillside was a, a great effort to only be beaten by a very informed horse. That was a high-rating race. Uh, then he went to Randwick last time, and he just got too far back, over 2,000 metres, and was probably stuck in the wrong part of the track back there on the inside when horses were coming down the middle. Now he finds the valley. He finds Mark Zara. It's absolute D-Day for him on Saturday. I think it's a perfect race for him. Ain't no deal done. Um, but it's been a long time between drinks, as I said. He hasn't won a race since uh, November 2020. So, um, but he gets his—I think his best chance in a long time on Saturday. Yeah, I like you. Uh, I, I, I like him as well. I'm with you on Saturday. Ain't no deal done. Uh, I'll come back to you in a moment, Trav, because they're about to go in the first at Shepherd and Mikey. Yeah, we've got a favourite out of Box One, Michael. Number one, Smooth Vixen. As we say, good morning to Brendan Delaney. Green light is on for the opener. Stand by for a start. Smooth Vixen, an odds-on favourite. Ready, racing, Smooth Vixen a little awkward out, winning the jump was my Maddie. Smooth Vixen railing through and going full was Wild Jewel, next in the field Mini Mango, Walden Bale deeper from Miss Bluey, then Jeff's rookie towards the tar with Nourish, but on the turn my Maddie slipped away, four or five in front of Wild Jewel, Smooth Vixen, running onto the outside is Walden Bale, but it's my Maddie safely clear and my Maddie goes on to win, beat Wild Jewel, Smooth Vixen a neck away third, then Walden Bale followed in by Mini Mango next across Jeff's rookie from Nourish and last in Miss Bluey. Easy one for my Maddie in the end. My Maddie number three, six dollars, a dollar seventy in the place. Number five, Wild Jewel at a dollar sixty, and number one, Smooth Vixen at a dollar oh four. Michael, so your numbers after the first are three, five, and one. Good on you, Mikey, with Trav Noonan with his uh, early game plan for Mooney Valley on Saturday, and uh, we're up to the Night Watchman, and I-, I like what you're doing with the Night Watchman here. Yeah, well, I tried to channel my inner gator, uh, and he usually goes, I've listened to this segment plenty of times before, and he's often venturing for his night watchman up the Hume, and I thought, we can better that. <laughs> we'll go across the ditch. So we'll go to New Zealand on Saturday. That's the feature race meeting anywhere in Australasia. No real uh, major stakes racing this weekend in Australia with the Magic Millions being run today, but... Um, on Saturday, of course, they have the Caracca Million for the two-year-olds and the Caracca three-year-old million. And the Caracca three-year-old million could have nearly put it in as the highlight of the week. It is going to be an absolute great race with 
the Tiako out star in Wild Night, who's um, taking sort of New Zealand racing by storm. This big chestnut with a white face reminds us a little bit of Tiako Shark. He's got this huge turn of foot. He goes up against Legato, who many RSN listeners are probably familiar with. She's the, the star of New Zealand racing at the moment. Um, she's five from five, won the Group 1000 guineas two starts ago. And then last time, she was enormous, uh, winning the Group 2 over the mile. They had a tearaway leader there, Wessex, who led the field by nearly 10 lengths coming to the turn. She got a mile out of her ground. You thought from back there on the turn, she's, she's going to have to be nearly winks to win. And uh, she sprouted wings the last uh, sort of 200. The final sectionals are just outrageous. Uh, she's the best horse in New Zealand, um, Legato, and... They're serving up $2.60. I know Wild Night's pretty good. It's going to be a good clash, but $2.60 about possibly the best filly in Australasia. I think that can be our night watchman for the weekend. And can't wait for that race um, on Saturday, the Karakam three-year-old million. So we're tuning into Sky to watch that. Oh, I love that. A Kiwi night watchman, Lagato, uh, in the three-year-old Karaka Millions race six, $2.60. Now, you've even done a parlay for us, which I love, Trav. Uh, what have you come up with? Well, I thought that was just part of the, the deal. So I'm, uh, I've channeled everything from Gator, so even the parlay. So we've taken a 2-3 win parlay. We've gone race four, number six, shuffle dancer at Mooney Valley. Looks extremely well placed after running second uh, behind Rote to Arataki last time. Drops back to the three-year-old fillies. I think she'll get the job done. Uh, race six, number one, ice picnic. Of course, is our key horse for the weekend, so he has to be in the parlay. I think he's extremely well placed in a benchmark 64. And, you know, we're sort of channeling uh, getting home these team Moody runners. Race 9, number 15, Hennessy Ladd, another three-year-old up against uh, the open-age horses. And I thought his run last time behind Papillion Club was very good. I think that's a strong form line. And uh, surprised that he's sort of $5. I think he'll be... One horse that you could back now and you'll get a shorter price on the day. I think he's a, he's a horse that's going to firm late in the day. So the parlays race four, number six, Shuffle Dancer, race six, number one, Ice Picnic, and race nine, number 15, Hennessy Lad, all at oh, the valley. I'm hoping you're uh, on the money. Uh, we're seeing things similarly at this stage. A couple of quick SMSs before 11 o'clock. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, shock them over. Each way, race nine at Mooney Valley on Saturday. Uh, this is the Alex Ray horse. What do you think of Shock em over in that race? Uh, six top raider. I, I thought he was, he's definitely a chance, Michael. Uh, he's just first up off a long break uh, and sort of a horse I think will be better over a bit further than 1,600 metres, and that's an incredibly tough benchmark 70. A horse like Regal Asmon, three and four pence that are racing extremely well. I'm a Shelby. So I, I could understand sort of having a play on him each way, but I'd want sort of 16 to 1 plus because uh, it's a very competitive race, and he, he's probably going to get a fair way back as well. Hey guys, I follow, I follow the Ginger Wizard on Twitter and he has horses to follow from Packenham Trials. He likes Meg's Magic from the Philip Stokes stable. Uh, is she value at $11? Yeah, she's in the two-year-old race. Has jumped out very well. I'm uh, well across the Ginger Wizard. He's a good tipster. Uh, maybe someone we know at racing.com. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's a chance, Meg's Magic. I had it third, third pick and certainly at $11 you can make a case. Who's Ginger at racing.com? Uh, social media editor, Jordan oh. King. So oh. I've just given away You've his monocle. You've just blown so his nom de plume. You weren't meant to do that, <laughs> Trap. Uh, <laughs> uh, you've been outstanding uh, as always. Um, 
Trav uh, does a great job. Does he have any other tips? Gee, we're milking you today, the listeners. Is there anything else you like, Trav, anywhere? Well, I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon of a few, and that's probably for the rapid racing tomorrow at Flemington, and that's with Zion. This horse has been very well backed in early markets. Nick Ryan, Damien Oliver, looks a set play. I'll just follow the money there. In the, I think it's in the, yeah, in the last race, seven, number eight, Zion. So 15. hopefully you can get the job. 15s into fives. Uh, Trav, outstanding as always. Uh, anytime we need a gator lookalike, you're our man. <laughs> I don't know about the lookalike, but happy to fill in for the great man when he's on holiday. Good on you, mate. Good punting over the weekend. No worries. Thanks, Michael.